grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Our text for this day is Deuteronomy. Here again, the part that reads, Be careful to follow every command that I am giving to you, so that you may live and increase and enter and possess the land the Lord has promised on oath to your forefathers. Remember how the Lord, your God, led you in the way of the desert these 40 years to humble you and to test you in order to know what is in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commands. You may be seated. Well, tomorrow is set aside the National Day of Thanksgiving. Mark well these significant events that motivate such a declaration of thanks in our nation. In 1621, a year after the landing of the Mayflower, the first Thanksgiving was celebrated by the pilgrims after 51 out of 103 died during that first winter. 1863, our nation was in civil war, and yet a national day of thanksgiving was proclaimed by Abraham Lincoln. In 1943, our nation was involved in World War II, and yet our present day national day of thanksgiving was established. From the first celebration on this great and vast land in North America, the declarations went out during the most troubled times. So first, why would the Lord our God let things get so bad? Second of all, how could our ancestors give thanks in such a time? And then, what about us in 2022 as we head into 2023? 401 years after that first Thanksgiving. So why would God let it get so bad? It is one thing to know the facts that 51 out of 103 died. However, how do you look at them? There are always those that seem to find the glass half full rather than half empty. They might say, well, 52 survived. Many would believe that it is simply their attitude that makes all the difference. That is, to make a joyous thanksgiving. Now, I have found that if you have lost a loved one, or that you're in financial trouble, struggling to make ends meet, being told to be positive doesn't really work all that well. I've also found those who simply focus on the positives a lot of times don't have a good sense of reality either. So in today's appointed Old Testament reading, we are given the reason why difficulties come along. Moses declares to the people, remember how the Lord your God led you all the way out of the desert for these 40 years to humble you and to test you in order to know what was in your heart. Or if you would keep his commandments. So what is in the heart? Genesis chapter 6, verse 5 says, And the Lord saw that every intention of the thoughts of his heart were only evil continually. And as human beings, we have this tendency to think that we know better than God. Like when Eve went ahead and looked at the first fruit on the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and she saw it was good for wisdom, gaining wisdom and a delight to the eyes. And a tree that was to be desired to make one wise, and so she took. And she ate, 
and gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate. To gain that advantage, simply by denying God's word. And for Adam and Eve, the effects were instantaneous. They were ashamed. They tried to cover things up. They hid. They blamed others. And there were consequences of sacrificing animals to close them and the banishment of them from the garden. It wasn't until Adam heard the promise of the one to come to crush the serpent's head that Adam once again rejoiced. And he called his wife Eve because she would be the mother of all the living. God allows difficulties in our lives first to test what is in our hearts. And when there are difficulties, does it anger us? Does hopelessness come over us? Do we look depressed to fill, or does depression fill our, eye, our days? Jesus reminds us in Matthew 15, for out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, slander. God wants us to realize that we just don't need to be positive. We need new hearts. Maybe you've heard the request, why don't you just pray from the heart? Well, how can you pray with that kind of heart? God knows the human heart. Our heart long before any word is spoken or something is done. He knows we need his word, his word that creates this new heart in us. For again, Moses teaches us, humble you, you're, humbled you and caused you to hunger and then feeding you with manna that neither you nor your forefathers had known to teach you that man does not live by bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God. So how could our ancestors be thankful for the, in the midst of all the difficulties? It was not a result of their positive attitudes, but it was in view of what God had given. His word, that his word is still true. As Isaiah 55 it says to us, for as the rain and the snow come down from heaven, we do not return to the <clears throat> return there but water the earth, making it bud and flourish and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word that goes out of my mouth, it shall not return empty, but it shall accomplish the purpose for which I sent it. Just think of the crucifixion. There the righteous Son of God, convicted as a criminal, the creative, life-giving word made flesh, put to death. And yet, God's word is still true, still living. For Jesus Christ was raised from the dead to the glory of the Father to sit at his right hand, and he gives us his righteousness and we, excuse me, and we receive his righteousness and he takes our sinfulness and we are given life eternal. Now, 
Now, because of Jesus, we can be positive. We can be thankful, even in the midst of the most severe trials, so that Paul writes, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard, keep, put a fortress around that heart, that peace that can endure all things, all of life's troubles. So, whatever is true, whatever is right, whatever is noble, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Yes, now you can have this positive, thankful attitude for it takes faith. Faith is not trust that everything is going to be all right, but faith that bangs on the very word of God. Remember the gospel reading? You notice that? How the ten lepers, they just come to Jesus and ask for mercy, and Jesus says, go show yourselves to the priest. He doesn't say you're healed. Now go show yourself to the priest. No, just go. And when they went, they realized that they were healed. As we live life, God heals. But only one recognized Jesus for who he was and is. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. And Jesus asked, were not ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was not one found to return to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said, rise, go. Your faith has made you well. Tonight we have come here. There are many more who will say prayers tonight and say prayers tomorrow, and some who will not. But you have come here to acknowledge not just that there is a God, but that Jesus Christ himself is God, the Word made flesh, through whom all things were made, all things were created, and through him we are redeemed and preserved. Thanks be to God for his Word, the Word made flesh, Jesus Christ. Amen. The peace of God that passes all understanding Keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen.